Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Good morning, Mr. G. You know, Mikey, yeah, good morning. morning. Always great morning. We sit down in the coffee shop with you. I got my big, tall cup of coffee this morning. I'm looking forward to seeing what we're going to talk about. But before we do, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you like my new shirt? Love it. Sober AF. What does AF mean? I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> so, so I think there's two meanings for AF. Yeah. One is yeah. alcohol-free. Oh, I like that. Okay, sober and alcohol-free. I'll give you two guesses what the other one stands for. Um, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> My gold there or what? You know what? I, I, I think it is. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of resigned and, and I, I haven't heard any from any listeners that they've noticed, but I've kind of been refraining from using the F word. Well, what the fuck happened? Somebody told me that I don't wear it well and fuck them. But, um, <laughs> no, I think, I think AF can stand as uh, sober as fuck. And yeah. that's kind of, you know, where you know our- you know, our pastor listens to this podcast. <laughs> How, you do, How you doing? Oh, uh, sure. I've had, uh, I've had, oh, my gosh. So funny. I've, I've had people on the phone, like, people call me, and they'll be, like, throwing the F-bomb. I got them on speaker. I go, my pastor's in the car with me, dude. And they're like, oh, no. You well, know? But really, our pastor does listen, so I know, let's clean it up a little bit, all right? So it's so funny because I was at an event with you recently, and, and <clears throat> our pastor was there, and we, we go to a really cool church, and it's got, like, I don't know, 10 thousand plus people i mean it's big so we're sitting there and and uh in in the lobby and our 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 pastor I call him pt you know he comes up to you and he says something about the podcast and i looked at you and i'm like that can't be our podcast <laughs> you can't listen to our podcast. like like don't tell him that i'm the i'm the glenn don't tell him that's me well you but, know here here's the beauty just a quick side note um is again do appreciate uh you know the church we're plugged into and and we do uh, we do go to church at the same place, but w- one of the things we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a lot on the podcast in the future here and and in the past a little bit about professional help. You know, we're not professionals, um, and the one thing I love about our church is, you know, our pastor reaffirms all the time that there is professional help out there. Go get it. I mean, don't discount the fact. I was thinking about this on the way over to coffee this morning. If I had to have heart surgery, right? Now, I don't, right? Because I eat so healthy, tall coffees, <laughs> sugar muffins. Those big you know. muffins. Yeah. So today I'm not going to need a heart surgeon. But would I shop them on price or would I try and do it myself? Would I try, try and go in on my own and fix my own heart or go to some hack? No. I don't even never ask the price of the heart doctor. I just want my heart fixed, right? Use a professional. Right, so why don't we do this? Yeah, let's let's throw a curveball. Let's throw a curveball, or also known as an audible. So, okay. we were going to sit down in the coffee shop and talk about acceptance, right? Right, right. And, and acceptance is really cool and sexy, and we'll cover that sometime, right? Right. But what you just brought up, you know, I think you know we we you know have connected with you know a woman out there, and we look forward to having her on, and you know she she turned from a party girl into I'm not drinking tonight. Right. Right, and and she's got a great story. We can't wait to have her she's on. She's got a great story, great book. 
Yeah, yeah. She she wrote a book, and, and she's also a therapist, right? Yeah. So, hey, just so, by the way, since you're saying that, let's just throw it out there, and then and then uh, we'll get back to your topic. But it's if you want to follow her on Instagram, it's Therapy for Women, um, is what you're looking for. Amanda White. Yeah, Amanda White. Great stuff. Great, you know. And and she's, you know. So what I thought we'd do is shift gears and yeah. just kind of, you know, instead of talking about acceptance, we'll do that later. But mm-hmm. let's talk about the value of a therapist. Okay. In sobriety. Okay. So. You know, as we normally do in the coffee shop, we don't script a lot, right? So we're just going to talk off the cuff here. But um, go back to what you were saying about, you know, using professionals in AA. I do love the fact that, you know, our church PT, who you referenced, um, you know, he gets on stage and and, and probably once a quarter, maybe once every Mm -hmm. two or three months, you know, he always endorses AA. Yeah, right. I mean, he always finds a way to talk about alcoholics, about recovery, about AA and the value of AA. And and our church has this theme, you know, um, called Come As You Are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not looking to bash the church I grew up in, but their theme was judge the people, that the next people that walk in the door, you know. Right. And it was a bunch of rules and everybody judged. I mean, just, and, and that's not what spirituality is about. You know, it's about having a relationship, not the rules, you know. So, you know, going back to, you know, PT and but there's value in professionals. Absolutely. So, you know, I I, I do know that the AA book in several places, the first 164 pages Mm -hmm. talks about the value of getting professional help. Just like you said. Absolutely. Right. Love my sponsor. My sponsor's a great dude. I'm having shoulder problems. Mm-hmm. I go to my sponsor. I say, dude, I'm having shoulder problems. I'm going to a doctor. I'm getting an MRI. I might need some help with some pain pills. If I get surgery, I'm not doing that without pain medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need some help, mm-hmm. right? But my sponsor's not going to do the surgery. No, right. You right. know? So there is value in getting professional help. Um, and and we've talked about a little bit of this before, but we actually had somebody re- reach out this week on our uh, our Instagram, you know, talking about, you know, getting professional help, right? right? Taking meds, right. right, when they're in recovery, right. if they're prescribed by their doctor. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I agree with that, but I think I put up some guardrails, mm-hmm. right? For example, you know, I was working with a guy. I wasn't his sponsor. I, I, I knew him too well. You know, in the program, but we talked all the time. And I was on the phone with him, and he sounded messed up. Mm-hmm. He just didn't sound himself. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? And I said, you don't sound like yourself. I said, I, I'm not trying to call you out. I'm trying to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, so what, what's going on? He goes, well, I'm on this new medicine. I'm like, all right, what's the medicine? Mm-hmm. So he goes, ah, I forget the name of it. I'm like, stop. You don't forget the name of it. Pull mm-hmm. out the bottle. And he goes, oh, all right. He goes, I'm taking Xanax. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? And he goes, well, the doctor gave it to me. I'm like, dude, you're an alcoholic and you're a Xanax addict. Mm-hmm. You were in a hospital for two weeks because you couldn't function because you were in someone's Xanax. Mm-hmm. Why would you be taking Xanax? Right. He said, well, the doctor gave it to me. Right. And so I said, okay. And, and it became really clear for me at this point kind of the, the right approach for me. You know, again, we have disclosure on our show mm-hmm, and, right. and everything else. But for me, so so I said to him, I said, all right, did you tell your doctor that you're an alcoholic 
that you've been in treatment 17 times mm -hmm. and that you're a Xanax addict. Mm -hmm. He said, well, no, if I had told him that, he wouldn't give me Xanax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So I'm like, okay, so that right there, you got to be honest, mm -hmm. right? So much, right. And, 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 I mean, that's what I used to do. I used to go to the doctors, tell them what they want to hear. I knew what to say, and I manipulated them. I put a nice suit and tie on. Do you, think, do you think you fooled them? When you went to the doctor and said, I'm a social drinker, I and think, you're sitting there shaking. I think half the doctors didn't care. Yeah. And I, I hate to say that. No, but I, 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 I had just the really, same experience, Glenn. I really think they're pill throwers. Yeah, I had the I, same experience. And, and you know, post-recovery, uh, or at least post, you know, my, my day of awakening, uh, I changed doctors because, because <clears throat> yeah, the doctor I went to, he had to see that my train was crashing. And, and he did nothing to help support me. Now, mind you, I'm not blaming him. I did nothing to help support oh, right. myself. I mean, and I only lied to him. It goes back to your honesty thing. I we're not talking about blame. Him. We're talking about just recognizing the facts of, of the situation. And, 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 and so I told him, I said, well, did, did you tell your sponsor? Mm -hmm. He said, well, yeah, I told, my, I told my, my sponsor that I was on new medicine from the doctor. I said, did you tell your sponsor what the medicine was? Right. He goes, well, no, he didn't ask. Right, right. And I'm like, dude, what? And so for me, it became clear. So, you know, as I look at, at this shoulder surgery, which I'm dreading because I had my, my left one done 12 years ago. It was one of the toughest things I went through in my life. Um, but I'm going to do it differently this time, right? Mm -hmm. So my doctors, all my doctor medical team is going to know I'm an alcoholic, mm -hmm. right? My sponsor is going to know exactly what's going on. I may bring him into the conversation if I need to. We have a great relationship at this point, almost seven years sobriety. So, I mean, I, I, I've already teed him up, mm -hmm. right? And then my wife is going to manage my pills. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, with that program, it, just because I'm an alcoholic doesn't mean I have to go through shoulder surgery, cut right. my shoulder open, and, and go through that pain. Right. So you know, I, I should be able to get through it comfortably. Right. So so on topic, you're so so that's how you're gonna handle your physical uh, your your physical operation and recovery. Are you are you trying to bring me back on I'm, topic? I want to get back on topic here. <laughs> so and our topic's what? So now you got now you got your men, now you got your mental health and recovery. <clears throat> so how does a therapist fit into how does how does a professional fit into that there? Because are you telling your sponsor you're going to the therapist? Are you telling your wife you're going to the therapist? What are you telling your, you know, what are you telling your therapist, and how important is a therapist in recovery? All right, so I have a strong opinion. I I love it. So. I have a funny story to tell you. Um, you know, again, there was a point in my life nobody could tell me anything. I knew it all. I was mm -hmm. the smartest guy in the room. I didn't want to hear what anybody had to say. But there was a guy in in 2000. So 2000, I was still you know living in the big house mm -hmm. and I you know great wife, great kids, and great everything. But this guy could read my label on my jar, and he, he knew I was in trouble, mm -hmm. right? I was still trying to hold it together, and I remember being at a party, and I was half-lit, right? And he pulls me aside, and it was at his house. He pulls me aside, pulls me into his office. And he said, Glenn, I want to tell you something about me. I said, yeah, what's up, man? His name was Chip. I said, what's up, Chip? He goes, I want to tell you about this coach that I'm going to. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, what are you learning? Yeah. He goes, well, he's a therapist. Mm -hmm. He said, but I call him my coach. Mm -hmm. He goes, I'm really learning how to kind of adjust and how to live life and, and learn how to new, you know, live a new way of life. Mm -hmm. He goes, he's really helping me. I'm like, dude, that's great. I'm happy for you. He goes, I think he'd be really good for you. Mm. And I was like, you were taken back a little. Oh, bit. I was like, yeah. 
who in the world do you think you are right. telling me I need a coach? Sure. I'm the best guy here. Right. 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 And, and I wish looking back, man, I wish I had listened, you know, but wow. I mean, I, I, there's no way, but right. that was a, that was a good sign. Right. Yeah. So, um, AA welcomes outside help. Now, um, I, I can sit here and say, and I'm looking forward to hearing your story too. My therapist, my coach has been a critical key to my sobriety and to my success and living successfully in sobriety. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I've had ex- the exact similar experience. I, uh, the number of therapists I went to before I got sober, uh, was in double digits and wow. out, out of all of them, the, none of them worked. It, it was a terrible experience. It was a waste of money. It was a waste of my time, but I was wasting the opportunity because I wasn't honest. I got sober and, and, and it was strongly encouraged me to go see a therapist, and I did. And I walked in, and, and there was a, a young lady there, younger than my youngest daughter. And I thought, where is she? Go- how is this going to How is this gonna work? How is this whole thing going to work, right? And, and I said to her at our first session, I said, here's the thing. I've had bad experience with therapists. I don't want to talk about my feelings. I will tell you, here's my role. I'll be 100% honest with you. Your role is to uncover anything and deal with anything and help me move through anything so I won't go back to drink. That was our relationship. She kept an eye on the things that she felt were inside of me that I needed to process properly so that I wouldn't go back to drink. And it's been a phenomenal relationship. Do you still go? Yep. So I don't go... I've gone periodically. So early in my sobriety, I went every week for, for I, I, I don't know how long, for, for a while. I'm glad you did because I think that's the most important time. Yeah. I'm not telling you I get the same out of a session today that I did when I was three months sober. At three months sober, she was a lifeline to me, a lifeline, because I was trying to navigate new waters. Yeah, you know, so, you know, first thing in, in therapy that I realized is that is the fastest hour? Oh yeah, right. In history, right? <laughs> I mean, when when you're sitting there on the couch, sure. you know, and uh, you know, I've I've gone to the same dude, great guy, <clears throat> fastest hour in history. Mm-hmm. And then the hardest thing to do was, you know, again, you know, I like to do instant fixes, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I actually said this to the guy. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, look, instead of one-hour sessions, which are really 50 minutes, like I feel ripped off. Sure, right. right. They're really 50-minute sessions. I said, hey, instead of like just a one-hour session, you know, let's let's schedule me for like four hours on on a Saturday. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was just getting on a roll at the 50-minute mark, and then it's like, okay. Gotta go, right. You know, so he had the audacity to say no. Oh, so you you fired him. No, I actually no. I, I was in I was in my uh, in my surrender zone. All right. So I'm like, okay. He goes, Glenn, look. He goes, you got to have time to process what right. we talk about. Right. You know, he said this isn't a power session because you're right. not going to get anything out of it. That's right. Right. And then I want him to do it on Zoom. This is years ago before Zoom. He goes, no, no, no. Right. You got to get here in front of me. Right. You know, you, you got to make the commitment. You got to. So I surrendered and and I listened to him. Yeah. And you know that's the thing is is find a therapist. If, it, if the first one doesn't work out, my only recommendation is try another one. Keep trying because if you find one that will engage with you and really buy into your recovery and they give you 
some applic applic applicable projects to do when you leave. I, I love homework. I always ask her at the end, what's my homework? And she'd have me go watch a Brie Brown uh, TED Talk or read a book or uh, or do some try some meditations off of you. She would try different things. But but I we both had to be all in in the relationship for that 50 minutes. There is just real quickly. I'm going to drop in the resource room. It's a link to do you remember the old Bob Newhart show? No. Right. So anyway, long story short. I'm not, I'm not that old. I know. Hey, stop yourself now. <laughs> anyway, so there's a therapist, and the lady comes in, and he simply explains to her that uh, that his sessions only take five minutes, and it's $5 uh, for the five minutes. And if he don't use the whole five minutes, then he doesn't make change. So it's five bucks, right? Mm -hmm. And she goes, really? It's that simple? He goes, yep. She goes, he goes, what's your problem? And she says, I, you know, I, I'm afraid I'm going to be buried in a box alive. And he goes, huh, have you ever been buried in a box alive? No. Why are you afraid of being buried in a box? I don't know. I just am. He goes, okay, I'm going to give you your answer right now, and then we'll be done with our session. She goes, great. Should I write this down? And she gets a pen and a little notepad, and he says, I don't think you need to, but okay, if you want to write it down anyway. And she says, okay, I'm ready. And he says, stop it. <laughs> just stop it. Right? Look, I'm going to say. Sometimes that's what it takes. It, 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 but it's just honesty. Yep. It's like, here's where I'm at. Here's what I need to do. And sometimes you just need to stop it. But what you need to start is you need to start. I'm a big advocate of getting that professional help. Yeah. So here's some keys that I learned um, from my dude, mm -hmm. um, coach. Okay. Um, one is he helped me understand why I drank. You know, he didn't get there, but at least I got on the dartboard. You know, that's great. Just started yep. learning about me and my personality, and and what was good and what was going wrong, and and what I was trying to escape from. Isn't that funny? Do you think it's important to know wh why it is we drink? It's funny. I I thought it was really important early on. Now I think it's less important. I'm right there with you. Okay, good. I'm right there with you, and you know, I I I always look at cause and effect, mm -hmm. right? So what caused this effect? Yeah, that's right. You know? Sure. And simple and, logic. And I think. Hey, dude, I, I had 10 PhDs sitting in front of me at this major medical place in Chicago, and they're like, we're going to figure out why you drink, and we're going to keep you from drinking. And they wanted to write a book on you. Screw them, man. Yeah, I right. mean, I drank all the way through that shit. Yeah, right. You know, and, right. and I would go to that thing half hungover. I'm like, you guys are fools, you know? Yeah, and, right. and so I, I, I'm with you. I got to the point, I don't really care. Right. I'm just not drinking today. I'm going right. to focus on today. Right. And, and, and that freed me up a lot. Okay, so second, thing is, thing, second thing is, the guy really helped me love on myself mm -hmm. and forgive myself. Mm. And I can remember sitting on his couch several sessions mm -hmm. in tears mm -hmm. and just accepting who I am mm -hmm. and, and realize that, hey, man, I've done some real shitty things, mm -hmm. but that's not who I am. Right. You know? And, dude, we're going to unpack that whole thing in the acceptance uh Session. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, let's unpack that because that is big. Self-acceptance, big. That's awesome. And then lastly is he helped me with tools to live life mm -hmm. that my sponsor or the AA program couldn't help me with. That's right. For example, the dynamics of being a stepdad mm -hmm. and having stepchildren. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a guy in our program call him Big Bill, loved the dude. He had a stepkid probably 10 years older than, than mine. Mm -hmm. So for years, I would listen to his stories in the room, and now I'm living the same stories. Mm -hmm. 
So I got so much value of learning what he did on the path with his stepson. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I hear his voice throughout the week mm -hmm. when I'm dealing with my stepkids. But my therapist really helped me understand the dynamics of being a stepdad and having stepchildren. And he gave me some specific tools to help navigate that that have helped me immensely. Right. And the net result is, again, you didn't drink today. You I didn't, didn't drink, drink today, and, and I'm a valuable asset. I'm a contributor right. to my stepkids' lives, right. and I'm a positive influence. Um, you know, and, and am and I perfect? Why? No, why? I'm not Because perfect. You, you took action. You took action to make sure that you were on the right course. Not only did you listen to somebody in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, somebody who's paid you know, one-tenth of a buck that you put in the in the kitty, and then you listen to your $185 an hour therapist, both those tools helped you in your path to recovery and keeping you sober. I think it's, you know, I'd, I'd love to wrap up where we started. And Well, I'm not ready to wrap up yet. Okay, well, you know, nobody but, says we have to stick to 18 minutes. But but if you... Your therapist... Oh, your, I mean, we're over 18 minutes already. All right, so, so I have... Um, I have two stories for you. Yeah. One is, I, I and you mentioned a little bit, but I, I love goal-oriented therapy, mm -hmm. right? Some, right? Some people call it cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but an example of that is, you know, I was working with my therapist, and I, was, I got out of a terrible relationship. And um, so we sat there and outlined goals, mm -hmm. right? He goes, okay, this week you got to do this. You got to. Sure. You know, block her phone number. You got to eliminate your connections on social media. Mm -hmm. You can't keep watching her and what's going right. on. And right. Right, you got to move on. I'm like, okay, okay. Sounds good. So the next week he goes, let me see your phone. I'm like, what do you want to see my phone for? He goes, let me see your phone. So I give him my phone. He goes, what's her phone number still doing in here? I thought you're supposed to block it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, I just haven't. He said, no, 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 stop. He said, we agreed that you were going to remove her phone number and block it. Mm -hmm. Why is it still in here? Mm -hmm. He says, something's up with that. And and he was right. Mm -hmm. And But it's that level of CBT That's right. that it's not all just theoretical, philosophical, talking about stuff. And it's right. it's action-oriented goals and, and action items that improved my life. Absolutely. Lastly is, yes. and, and then you can wrap it up, right? All right, all right. You, you can land that plane. Um, you know, that church that, that we go to, um, you know, this is so cool. And, and I, mean, I, I love our church. I'm not doing a commercial for it because we haven't even mentioned it. But um, their motto is come as you are. Mm -hmm. and, and I really thought that meant come in flip-flops. And it does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it really means just come as you are as a person, right? Mm -hmm. Come as you are spiritually. If you hate God, who cares? Come as you are. If, mm -hmm. if you're, you know, seeking, if you're exploring, if you're trying to mock, do, so what? Just come. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, they just stood up in, in front of, um, you know, church and, and they're starting a new program. Um, I think their, their sermon series now is in improve your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and they're offering free therapy sessions, mm -hmm. one free therapy session to get people started. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of people say, well, I don't want to spend the money. Right. You know, even though insurance covers it mostly, mm -hmm. you know, people say, well, I just don't want to spend the money. Mm -hmm. They want to eliminate that excuse. Mm -hmm. So they have a program where for your th first therapy session, they will pay for it. Mm -hmm. That is so amazing. Mm -hmm. The last number I heard, 285 people took advantage of that. Right. right. So, I mean, therapy is a great thing. 
inside of sobriety, outside of sobriety, it has been so monumental for me. I love hearing your story about how equally impacting it was and is for you. Mm. And, um, you know, sponsors are great things, man, but there are times that you need something above, out and beyond a sponsor. Well, if our, if our, and again, I'll just wrap it with this. If our pastor understands that his messaging is not going to get you from where you are today to where you need to be from a mental health standpoint on your own, if you need it, if it's if it's strong enough for him to say, it's strong enough for me to advocate as well. If you need it, go get it. And maybe you don't go to a church that's going to pay for your first session. Pay for your first one. I I I'm I highly best money doubt, I spent. Best money I spent. Please get the uh, get the help you need. Love you guys. Love you. Looking forward to having Amanda on. You know, talk about the value. You know, yep. deeper dive. And so, Sounds love great, you, man. man. Thanks. Always love the coffee shop with you. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.